Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Total Entertainment Podcast with me, Paul Gollis. And today we're going to take a look at Gladys Knight, who's doing her live show in Cardiff. So today, on this dreary day, it started off beautiful, now it's a complete washout. So, so anyone that's at Glastonbury Festival today, expect mud baths. Even though this will go out a little bit later, and we probably would know about mud baths. Anyways, I digress. So today's show is a relatively small show. It's only a three-truck show. And it was pretty much built before I got in. So, what do we have on the setup? So let's start off with the sound. So stage left and stage right, you have a line array, which are 12 deep. And then set slightly back is the smaller line array, pointing 45 degrees outwards. And that is eight deep and two wide. Front of stage, you have two sets of bass bins, stage left and stage right. And you have some front fills that are on the stage, one in the corners, stage left and stage right, pointing 45 degrees out. And you also have eight front fills at the front of the stage going dead into the crowd. Tonight's show is a seated show. And we have just, we have two lighting bars. We have one bar upstage, which is backlighting the stage. And there are a few diff- various different drop downs. And what I mean by drop downs is off the trusses you have some wire drifts with a little scaff bar and a moving light rigged onto those scaff bars. You also have a handful of LED wash units. So there's no LX1 but you have front house one which has yet again a selection of moving light profiles and washers. So it's going to be a seriously basic setup. And then on stage, you have a selection of moving lights that are on plinths. And these plinths start off tall at the back of the stage, centre stage that is. And as they come stage left and stage right on their respective sides, they get lower and lower and lower until they are side rail height by the treads. You've got some bits of set like Raymond pillars, which are freestanding. And we have two different risers, the drum riser and the percussion riser, and the rest of the instruments are set slightly downstage and centre of the two drum risers. Downstage left you have a small, you have a baby grand piano, and downstage right, and it's the right opposite, you have the keyboards and synths. So pretty much all done and ready to go. We'll be back after this. So not only does Master X Media have a series of podcasts, but we also have a series of books. The first book is actually two books, it's volume one and volume two, of a tribute to working at sea. The best fiction is based on truth. This is a compilation of short stories, rants and poems loosely based on the author's experience at working on a cruise ship. Some of these stories are based on actual events, but highly exaggerated, whilst other stories are pure fiction. The title of the book, A Tribute To, is fitting with the tone of the book because, like a tribute act, it is a blatant altered reality where you can enjoy it knowing it's not quite the truth. There are things of alcoholism which used to be highly prevalent within workers in the cruise industry, as well as stories with a sexual nature. 
So sit down, relax and enjoy the ride of A Tribute to Working at Sea Volumes 1 and 2. All of these books are available on Amazon and are available in paperback and on Kindle. And the links for all of these books are in the description below. So, Gladys Maria Knight, born May 28th in 1944, known as the Empress of Soul, is an American singer and actress, a seven-time Grammy Award winner. Knight is known for the hits she recorded during the 1960s, 1970s and 1980s with her group The Pips, which also included her brother Merald Barber Knight and cousins William Guest and Edward Patton. Knight has recorded two number one Billboard Hot 100 singles, Midnight Train to Georgia and That's What Friends Are For, 11 number one R&B singles and six number one R&B albums. She has won seven Grammy Awards, four as a solo artist and three with the Pips and is an inductee into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Vocal Group Hall of Fame along with the Pips. Two of her songs, I Heard It Through the Grapevine and Midnight Train to Georgia, were inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame for historical, artistic and significant value because those are really good songs and they should not be forgotten. I have to say, they really should not be forgotten. Anyways, she also recorded the theme song to the 1989 James Bond film A Licence to Kill, Rolling Stone magazine ranked Knight among the 100 greatest singers of all times. So film-wise, in 1976, Knight made her acting debut as the lead in the film Pipe Dreams, for which she was nominated for a Golden Globe Award for New Star of the Year Actress. In 2003, she had a small role in the movie Hollywood Homicide, which starred Harrison Ford and Josh Hartnett. In, tw in 2009, Knight was featured in Taylor Perry's I Can Do Bad All By Myself, the film version of a play he had dramatised and performed her song The Need To Be from the 1974 album I Feel A Song. On television in 1975, Knight starred in a variety show, The Gladys Knight and the Pip Show, which was cancelled just after four episodes. She also guest starred on several TV series throughout the 1980s and 1990s, appearing on Benson, The Jeffersons, A Different World, Living Single, The Jamie Foxx Show and New York Undercover. In 1985, she co-starred on the CBS sitcom Charlie and Co, alongside comedian Flip Wilson, which lasted for one season. In April 2005, she portrayed a singer in an episode of JAG. In April 2009, she made a special guest appearance and performed a song on Tyler Perry's House of Pain. Knight also made number, a number of cameo appearances, including in Las Vegas and 30 Rock. In 2012, she began a recurring role in, in the synchronised sitcom The First Family. In 2012, Knight competed on season 14 of Dancing with the Stars, partnered with Tristan McManus. They were eliminated on April 24th after losing a dance duel to Disney Channel star Roshan Fegan and partner Chelsea Hightower ironically on the show's Motown Week. In 2017, she appeared as herself in a musical drama TV series, Star. In 2018, she played Ella Grover, mother of Captain Lou Grover, in the Lele Puna Menu Like Birds of a Feather episode of Hawaii Five O, which first aired on November 16th, 2018. In February 2019, she was revealed to have competed as B on The Masked Singer, 
which she placed third. So in 1996, Gladys Knight and the Pips were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. One year before, Knight had received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. In 2007, Knight received the Society of Singers Edit Awards, at which time she was declared the Empress of Soul. She is listed on Rolling Stone's list of the greatest singers of all time. So here's her discography. In 1978, she released Miss Gladys Knight, then Gladys Knight in 1979, Good Woman in 1991, Just For You in 1994, Many Different Roads in 1998, At Last in 2000, One Voice with Saints Unified Voices in 2005, Before Me in 2006, Another Journey in 2013, and Where My Heart Belonged in 2014. So now we've heard a bit of Gladys Knight, let's take a look at her support act. We'll be back after this. A tribute to men that hate their jobs is a brutal but witty portrayal of working a job you hate. In this podcast there are themes explored in which happy workers simply wouldn't understand unless they listen to these cautionary tales from a man that lost his ideal job because of the global pandemic. Be warned that this podcast contains strong offensive language that some listeners may not want to hear. In addition, this podcast is definitely not recommended for younger audiences. The links for this is in the description below. And we're back. So we're taking a look at Mark Kingswood, who is Gladys Knight's support. And I haven't been able to find much on him. So I'm happy to find his website. And let's have a look what it says. So redefining the modern day English crooner. Mark Kingswood couldn't hide it if he wanted to. Music is his passion and his playground. As a singer, avid musician and producer, his love for jazz, big band and pop shine through his evocative songwriting. Inspired by musical icons like Frank Sinatra, Matt Monroe and Tony Bennett, Mark's music has a unique sound influenced by the likes of Michael Bublé, George Michael and Josh Groban. Backed by great musicians and paying tribute to different musical eras, Mark offers his own special flair to an enduring musical genre, making it accessible and relevant to a new generation of music lovers. Mark Kingswood's modern take on big band jazz infused with pop sensibilities combines energy with elegance for a classy, ultra-cool style that harkens back to the days of crisp suits and the sexy sheen of the Rat Pack. But he is so much more than a talented crooner trotting out the classic songbook. He is a gifted songwriter with an unraveled flair for taking traditional big band music and injecting a 21st century tone and lyricism. Before finding his place in big band jazz, his varied career has taken him from winning charted talent contests, numerous writing and production credits, as well as platinum and gold albums in countries as far apart as Japan, USA and Ireland. Growing up in Kent in a home where a host of music was played on the family stereo, Kingswood gravitated to the powerful and charismatic recordings of singers from the 60s to the 90s, many of them under the wing of producers such as Quincy Jones, Smokey Robinson and David Foster. Mark soon became fascinated not only with the voices but how the songs were written, recorded and produced. For many years, whilst honing his musical and compositional chops, he had worked in studios learning the craft of engineering, producing, mixing and mastering from the ground up. 
We haven't really listened to a lot of chart pop music, but music that featured singers with big, distinctive voices and where there were a lot of complex orchestral arrangements. I really developed a love for that kind of music and it spurred my interest in learning how to capture those sounds and that sort of power. Kingswood said, adding that as a singer, he began entering talent contests as, small, as a small child and by 14 was helping out in studios learning that side of, and learning that side of the music business. Looking to match the instrumental power with equally potent words, the lead off single and title track soft strong swings with sass but is infused with the uplifting positive lyrical message that can elevate the mood of any listener from the doldrums of life. I wanted to write a song that had a strong message for someone going through a tough time. It's an anthem really, an anthem of positivity and hope. If there was a song that perfectly captured not only Kingswood's music, but his approach to music and the joy he gets from creating his own brand of big band jazz infused pop, it's got a thing for swing. It's really me in a nutshell. It says everything I want to say about myself and acknowledges many of the greats who have come before me. Ultimately, this song is like the musical autobiography. It says, here is where I'm from and here is where I'm going, he said. In a live setting, Kingswood will perform many original compositions, but also some of the more traditional songs of the genre. But Mark will always be an original artist first and foremost, and if he does record cover material, there will not be the songs typically borrowed from the swing big band catalogue. For this strong album, he put his orchestral twist on the massive REM hit, Losing My Religion, and also did a delightful homage to late great pop icon George Michael with a cover of his song, one more try. For his second album, Brave Enough, Mark tackled the classic Tainted Love and Aerosmith power ballad Dream On. With a fierce sense of creative independence and confident approach to his brand of music, Mark Kingswood is redefining what it means to be a modern day crooner, more of an interpreter of the great American songbook. As a writer and producer, he is building upon the magnificent foundation of those who have come before him for his ambitious and original compositions. Okay, now we've taken a look at Mark Kingswood. We're gonna get straight on to the actual performance. We'll be back after this. The World Carnarvon Crescent by Paul Collis from Master X Major. When a neighborhood dispute explodes into an all out war. So Chaz Bruford, his wife Ellie and their young daughter Aurora move into Carnarvon Crescent. They soon become aware of the troublesome next door neighbor he makes a point of living in her house for over 50 years. From the moment Chaz arrived and began to unload, his new neighbour takes an instant dislike into him and she goes out of her way to make Chaz and his family feel unwelcome. The aminosity quickly spirals out of control from both parties and the mutual respect gets lowered right into the gutter from the outset. Chaz comes to realise that this is not just any war, it is a neighbourhood war to end all wars. This book is available to buy on Amazon and this book is available on hardback, paperback and Kindle. This book is pure fiction and should not be used as a user manual. And we're back. So, Mark Kingswood's pianist came out first and then once in position the house lights went down and the click track started up 
with Mike Kingswood walking out and singing. So lighting wise, we had a basic cabaret style lighting and that's essentially, you had all the upstage lighting bar backlighting the downstage area with one colour per song. Although there was one song where they did a rainbow scroll and the rainbow scroll is start from one side of the stage to the end of the stage, going scrolling through all the colours within the moving lights capability. So nothing special, it was just basic and that's what it needed to be because at the end of the day it's big band music. It doesn't require to require too much thought process in that doing lighting for that. You just need to be seen and uh, give a nice little pretty uh, backwash and that's all you need. Every song was a different colour and there was also a slight tickle of face light from the front house bar and when I say tickle I mean very low levels just to give a little bit of uh, face light to, uh, to Mike Kingswood and his pianist and light up part of the set so it's slightly seen but nothing spectacular. Most of the face lighting came from the two follow spots, the two classic style follow spots and they were Robert Juliet's Aramis's. One of my favourite kind of follow spots to be fair. Nice little tungsten glow to it. Musically, the only thing that is live in tonight's show, well in Mark Kingswood's show, is the piano and his vocals. All the other instruments were on track, which I referred to as the click track because it's all done in time with the live instruments such as the piano. And in the pianist monitors, he would be hearing the click, so the clicks in time to what he's playing. And you can hear all the backing track perfectly to that click. Why did you do most of the uh, songs on track? Well, that's because it's not his show and he's supporting. So he's got to save a bit of money for when he gets to do his own shows and then he would have a actual backing band. But to bring two orchestras on a tour like this, it's just not commercially viable. Gladys Knight has her orchestra and unfortunately Mike Kingswood couldn't bring his orchestra. There just wasn't the money for it. All the space in the tour buses, all the space backstage for two for two full-blown orchestras. Now both the piano and vocals were superb and vocally Mike Kingswood had controlled power with a large vocal range which you could justify calling him a modern crooner. His stage presence was full and had put and a performance of other modern British crooners such as Peter Grant, Pete Cutler and even Mr. Lusardi himself, Sam Kane, all perfect crooners, modern crooners, modern British crooners, and Mike Kingswood definitely fits in that category. He was superb. Just like the other other British crooners that I just mentioned, he had a big stage presence to fill that stage, and the audience were loving it up. They really were. Now, there's only one downside to uh, Mike Kingswood's performance. And that was the fact that he was on predominantly track, which wasn't fair to him. But I know that with his strong stage presence and his excellent vocal ability, had he had, he had his own orchestra with him, he would take a very, very strong performance and turn it into Spinal Tap Grade 11. Now that is power. 
that is stage presence and I know full well that in the future if I was to see Mike Kingswood headlining his own big arena show it would go down very very well with the audience who actually really really loved his performance today and it's just a pity that he didn't have his full-blown orchestra he would have given the audience the performance of his life and we'll be back after this check the mic and make sure it sound right boy master x media presents lord of the memes bad dog farmer frank's filthy fucking farm and bonnie bouncing baby bastards all three of these books are meme books and they come up with some pretty brutal and hilarious memes which are definitely not for children or the easily offended. These are ideal gifts for Secret Santa, Father's Day or even birthday presents for the fun loving man. So why not take a chance and make his day when he gets to read a lot of the memes meme book. All three books are available on Kindle hardback and paperback on Amazon. And we're back. So, the band came out prior to the house lights coming down. Once Gladys was ready, the house lights went down and the band started up and Gladys came out. Waved to the audience, did a lap of the stage, i.e. from stage left to stage right and back to the centre. And by that point, the band had kept a loop in the intro and then when she was ready, she gave them the look and by God, she started very, very strong. Lighting wise, it was kept very simple. Yet again, it was cabaret style where most of the lights were used to backlight. You had the LED profiles hanging off the backdrops via the wire drifts, which gave a nice little punch for emphasis. And the LED washers on the plimps were at various heights, gave even more uplight options along with some floor LED profiles. The shapes within the lights were kept mainly the same with moments of chasing and multiple colour changes throughout the show, but nothing impressive though. I suppose they were keeping the lighting old school with modern day technology. Soundwise was wow. It was better than 22 karat gold. We had platinum sound mix with every instrument and vocal, with every sound easily identifiable and complementing each other perfectly. The sound was reasonably quiet with the loudest recording of 104 decibels on the sea level. Vocally, Gladys Knight was flawless. She definitely hasn't lost her vocal ability over the years. And she sings as perfect as she always has done. The only way you can tell that she is aged vocally is when she's doing her patter between songs. And then when she starts singing, well, she sings as good as she always has done. She's done really, really well to maintain her voice throughout her entire career. And tonight is very impressive that she started in the 60s and 70s and still has the same punch to her voice. Now, the audience, they well and truly loved tonight's performance. And you could tell because the audience were singing along, cheering at the end of the songs. And then even at some, t at some points during the show, you even had people whistling, screaming, and cheering during the songs as well. And if you were definitely a Gladys Knight fan, this was a show and tour for you. And if you are a proper Gladys Knight fan but didn't get to see a show during this tour, you definitely missed out. 
It was a real, real brilliant show to watch and listen to. And there, there wasn't that many notes because I spent most of the performance watching this show and forgetting to take my notes because I was like, yeah, this was a perfect piece of sound. This was perfect performance. And her stage presence maintained throughout. She had the audience eating out the palm of, their, of her hand and she knew it and so did the audience. Such a great mutual respect between her, the band and the audience and everyone in this building. Totally, totally enjoyed tonight's show. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please hit like, subscribe and share. And if you haven't already done so, why not check out more content from Master X Media on our website and that is www.masterxmedia.info and we shall catch you next time. Bye for now.